0: We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, once again, my Renegade Nation heathens, and welcome back for yet another illuminating episode of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, the program that's dedicated to helping you find that most important most elusive, and most precious of all things, the perfect orgasm. As always, I am your hostess with the mostess, and personal sexual Sherpa, Naughty Nicole Delacroix. Now, on this journey, we're going to be exploring and investigating different aspects of sex and relationships, and this journey together is going to be, well, long and hard, just the way I like it. But I assure you of one thing, there will always be pleasure everywhere we go together. The only thing I ask is that you keep an open mind, put aside what you think you know, and you can even take my hand if you need to. Now before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind my lovely heathen listeners that if you're searching for things on the internet, you need to make sure that you're using idgyserch.com. That's IJISearch.com, because if you're anything like me, and you like searching up naughty, dirty things on the internet, you need to use ijisearch.com because it's going to eliminate that search history, and you don't have to explain those naughty little secrets to anybody. Well, except for me. That's right. Use ijisearch.com, and you'll never have to explain to your mom that embarrassing porn search that you did just a few minutes ago. And speaking of porn searches, I wanted to share a little story that I came across in my many naughty little adventures across the internet that I thought you listeners might appreciate. So it appears that our friends, the Japanese, have created a virtual reality sex machine. I know, I heard that and I went, I hope you're as excited as I am about it. These clever little heathens thought of everything. So, this is a kit that uses a headset that's similar to the Oculus Rift and delivers visuals directly to your eyes, but it comes with a full bodysuit with sensors attached to simulate a complete experience, if you know what I mean. Now, their website claims that for $300, British pounds, or roughly 425 US dollars. And I know, I did the math on those two. And I'm sorry, but I'm lazy. I don't do math very often. So those are the only two I did. Anyways, you can experience intimate time with a virtually non-existent partner. Well, this got me thinking. For about 50 bucks, you can get a hooker. And, for the price of a few drinks, you can pick up a stranger at a bar. But, ultimately, for free, you could, well, touch yourself. Oh, and you have to remain fully clothed! And it's only for men at this time, so... Yeah, I thought you might get a little kick out of that story. Alright, now that we've had a little bit of fun, let's jump right into today's episode. So, sit back, relax get comfortable, take my hand if you need to, and let's get started. Don't forget, orgasms are nature's way of saying, life sucks ass, but here, have a little candy on me. On today's episode of Big Trouble in Little Vagina, we're going to be traveling down a road that some folks never travel down. And if you'll excuse the pun, we're going to be heading down some back roads. I know, I just can't help myself. I love puns. I think I'm punny. (laughs) But that's right, my little renegade nation heathens, we're talking about anal play. Today's episode is going to center around those of us renegade heathens that have a healthy appreciation for the booty. So if you're bootylicious yourself, a booty connoisseur, or... Maybe you're just interested. Well, then this is going to be right up your alley. I know, they're going to be really bad again this time. Sorry, I can't help it. I do love my puns. So how do you know if you're dating a sexually ass-centric person? Just like there are breast men, and women, and leg or foot people, there are those that love that ass. And if you're dating an ass person, then they're going to want to give you many, many hashtag butthole pleasures. Some key hints that your partner may be an ass aficionado are... They're always taking pictures of your butt. Or maybe they're always requesting a belfie, you know, butt selfies. They always want to have sex in doggy style. They're always touching or squeezing your ass. And for those extra brave aficionados, they may even repeatedly try touching your asshole. Yes, if you've experienced this, then you're dealing with an ass person. Now, I'm the first person to say that you should never, ever do something you don't want to do simply because your partner wants it. But, (laughs) Yep, those buns, those puns just keep making themselves. I know I said buns. Sorry, they're stuck in my head. I also think that you should give something a good try before dismissing it offhand. And I know some of you out there have probably been with someone who has tried anal play before, and they may have essentially ruined the experience for you. So, you're going to have to put those fears and past experiences aside or behind you (laughs) and, well, try it the right way. Now, this is one subject that I promise I will not sugarcoat things. In fact, I'm about to say something, well, rather unpleasant, but very, very important. The first time you have a finger in your ass, well, it feels like you have a finger in your ass. I know. Surprise, right? Actually, if you're with someone who is unexperienced or impatient, then quite possibly the first 10 or 20 times you have a finger in the ass, it's gonna feel like a finger in your ass. So many people, both men and women, have had truly awful first-time experiences, and this has made them never want to even think about it, let alone try it again. So, before you go trying to shove your finger or a toy up there without preparation, let's get a couple of things straight. One, no one, and I mean no one, likes a surprise finger in their ass. So, just don't do it. It's not funny, and it's not sexy, so just don't. Two, anal play isn't necessarily about penetration. There are so many other ways to engage in a little backdoor action that doesn't necessarily include penetration, but we'll get more on that later. Three, anal play isn't just for women or gay men, and it doesn't make you gay. In fact, the male equivalent to the female G-spot is the P-spot. And guess what? It's located in your prostate, which, guess what? Is in your anus. Remember, sexual orientation is about who you do the act with, not the kind of act you do. So, erase that out of your head. Four, it is not dirty the anus and lower part of the rectum actually have very little fecal matter in them or around them, so it isn't as dirty as you think. Five, on that same note, you should never, ever use the same finger or toy in a vagina that you would use in the anus. You want to make sure that you clean up thoroughly to avoid any bacterial issues. Six, lastly, But most importantly, it should never hurt. If it hurts, then something isn't right. Everyone has two sphincter muscles, the outside, which you can control easily, and the inside, which you have a little less control of. Pain happens when you don't wait for those muscles to relax. Pain also indicates stretching or tearing, but we'll get more on that later. These are just some tidbits to start us off. Now that we've identified that purple elephant in the room, we can talk openly about anal play. You may be wondering what it is that creates such an interest in this type of play, and I'm glad you asked. The anus is a very erogenous area of the body that's overlooked during sexual play or is avoided altogether. The anus contains very sensitive nerve endings like those in the lips, fingertips, clitoris, and foreskin. For many, this inspires curiosity, arousal, and a desire to experiment. So while you may see it as an uncomfortable or a taboo, if done correctly that feeling of having a finger in your ass will be accompanied by one spontaneous and enhanced unicorn orgasm. That's right, a mythical orgasm that may have many have heard of but very few experience. Let's face it, you're probably thinking that you have a better chance of photographing Bigfoot or being abducted by aliens from the planet Nympho than you do of having an orgasm from a finger in your ass. Well, Naughty Nicole is here to tell you that, one, Bigfoot does exist, two, aliens from Nympho is where stories of anal probing come from anyway, and three, unicorn orgasms do exist. So, we're going to start our anal play boot camp by covering the basics, and as you will soon learn, slow is the key to successful anal play. So, let's meet our contestants on making it feel so right. First up, we have communication. As I've said before, and will probably say again, communication is paramount. Talk with your partner. Talk about why you want to try anal play. Talk about what turns you on about the idea. Discuss your desires, your concerns, your fears. And the most important part of communication is listening. Listen to what your partner has to say. Never ever try to pressure your partner into complying with your desire with any area of sexuality but if you share a mutual interest in exploring this type of stimulation then by all means proceed above all else no means no without exception using coercion or force on your partner is not only selfish But it will erode trust and respect in your relationship. No amount of perceived pleasure is worth the damage that you're going to cause to your relationship. So do not do it. Now, always, always talk about anal play outside of the bedroom first. In the bedroom, people tend to feel vulnerable and you don't want to take advantage of this sense of open vulnerability to introduce that idea of anal play. Your partner will be unprepared to discuss how they really feel about it and may even feel pressure or panic. Talk about exactly what you and your partner are comfortable with and when you want to start experimenting. Remember, it's always best to start really slow, and anal play doesn't always have to be about penetration. One can simply touch the anal opening with the finger while masturbating or stimulating their partner's anus during intercourse or oral sex. The outside of the anus has many extra sensitive nerve endings, and touching or rubbing it is going to feel really good. A little finger fun during oral sex or playing with anal toys is a great way to start out, and a great way for both you and your partner to see if anal play is something you like, and maybe you might want to go a little further with it. All right, we've got several more contestants on making it feel so right, but I have to admit, it is getting a bit hot in here, and I think it might be time to hear what our sponsors might think. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina. I'm Naughty Nicole, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. Meet me back here, my little heathens, after a word from our sponsors. The talk that makes your body rock. Stick this in your ear. Number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, my fellow heathens. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. And today we're dispelling the myths surrounding anal play. I do hope that during the break, you used com to look up all those fantastic new anal toys that you're going to be buying later. But we'll talk about anal toys in just a little bit. First, we have to finish meeting all of our contestants on making it feel so right. Now, our first contestant, communication, may be the most important of all of our contestants, But, our next few contestants are just as important, so they'll be giving communication a little run for its money. Our next contestant is Hygiene. I know, I've said it before and I will probably say it again. Hygiene is incredibly important, but when it comes to anal play, it's even more important. Even if you're with a monogamous partner, you'll want to employ some safety basics. After all, we have to remember, the anal tissues are incredibly delicate and can be torn very easily. So when it comes to anal play, you always want to think safety first. And being clean is an absolute must for anal play. So you and your partner will want to shower first before even getting started. Now, if you're concerned about encountering some fecal matter, you may feel even more comfortable by using an enema to clean out the anal cavity first. Enemas can be purchased at most pharmacies over-the-counter and are used to fill the anal cavity with water or a water-based solution that will wash out the area before being evacuated note in anal play and anytime time in the anus you only want to use water-based enemas harsh chemicals and cleaning agents like bleach or vinegar are going to be incredibly harmful to those sensitive tissues of the anal cavity so only use water-based enemas now let's talk about using gloves Gloves will keep your hands clean and will smooth out any calluses or rough spots on your hands. Keep your nails short and filed. Now, if you have long nails, I would suggest stuffing cotton balls into the gloves fingertips before putting them on. Remember, you need to use non-latex products for those partners who have latex sensitivities. Don't ever forget about that. Dental dams mostly used for cunnilingus, can also be used for oral sex on the anus, which is called analingus. And of course, there's always condoms. Now, don't forget, there are female condoms, and actually, female condoms are recommended for anal sex over the male condom. The reason is, is female condoms are less likely to break due to their larger size, and they're also less likely to slip into the rectum because they have an outer ring which keeps them in place. Now, you wanna make sure that when you're dealing with anal play that you avoid any bacterial infections. The anal cavity itself is very clean, but it does hold bacterias that can be incredibly harmful to other parts of the body. If you use something on or in the anus, Letting it come in contact with other parts of the body is going to lead to infection. The mouth, the vagina, and any open wounds will all be negatively affected by any anal bacteria. So under no circumstances should you go from anal play to vaginal play with the same object of penetration without cleaning it thoroughly. Even a finger that has been used to stimulate the anise can carry a bacteria over to the vagina that will cause serious urinary tract infections. So you want to make sure that you clean up very thoroughly before moving on to something else. Now for one of my favorite contestants, lubrication. There just is not enough lube in the world that will ever compensate for a lack of warming up, so before you go trying to stick anything anywhere, you do need to focus on a little foreplay. Make sure that you have all the things you need, gloves, dams, toys, towels, wet wipes, and lube, beside the bed because you want to avoid that moment-killing fumbling when you've got to go looking for something. Lubrication is the key between a good and successful anal experience and the kind of experience that turns people away from anal play for life. Unlike the vagina, the anus does not lubricate anything on its own when it's aroused. So it's very important that you do use a lubricant. Now lubes are made from various ingredients and they come in a multitude of consistencies. But one of the biggest mistakes that people make in anal play is either they don't use the right kind or they don't use the right amount of lubrication. The rule of thumb on getting the right lubrication is The thicker and more long-lasting, the better. Remember, if you're using condoms or dental dams, you need to make sure that any lube you use is going to be compatible. Also, the anal cavity is incredibly sensitive to harsh ingredients, so you want to make sure that you're also avoiding any lubrications that feature anything like warming or pleasure-enhancing, and almost never, ever use a lube with a numbing agent. I know most of you are going to say, but it's anal and I'm scared. Trust me, do not use anything that has a numbing agent. They mask the sensations and you can cause serious injury. And I know you're asking me why, so I'm going to answer it. To be able to avoid injury, you need to know what's going on. To know what's going on, you need to be able to feel the sensation and pain if there is any. Numbing agents drugs, alcohol should always be avoided for both partners. Just like the receiver needs to know what's going on and feel any pain if there is some, the giver is also responsible for paying attention for signs of injury and needs to be clear-headed to be sensitive to their partner's needs. But back to lubes. Hmm. Everyone's going to have their own preference, but When it comes to anal play, gel or silicon based lubricants are going to be the best. Silicon molecules are spherical, which cause them to roll over each other like ball bearings. So your silicon based lubes are going to be thin, long lasting, and very slick. Water based lubes will work, and they work well. But they aren't as long-lasting as a silicone or gel-based, so you will have to reapply several times. Make sure you lube any finger, toy, anything that's going to go anywhere near the anus. And when you think you've lubed everything enough, promise lube again. Add more. Make sure that you are lubing the anus as well, both inside and out thoroughly. Fingering is a great workup when it comes to anal play. Caressing the butt cheeks, kissing the butt and all around the anus, helping your partner to relax. Then, taking a very well lubed finger and lightly circle the opening of your partner's anus gives your partner time to relax. And get used to those sensations of being touched in such a taboo way. Gently tap the rosebud of their anus with the pad of your finger, and if your partner gives you a green light to proceed, gently insert that well lubed finger up to the first knuckle. Now, our next contestant is going to be relaxation. That's right. Let your partner relax. Check to make sure they're enjoying this sensation. Communicate with your partner during and let them know what's going to happen. Negative emotional feelings like guilt or fear are very common when it comes to anal play and they are incredibly unnecessary. Receivers should never be afraid of giving instructions like, Slow down back off just a little or I need more lube. Givers need to check in often with their partner and make sure that the partner's only feeling good things. Anal play is not just about physical comfort but emotional and psychological comfort as well. Both partners should never feel uncomfortable about stopping for any reason. And communication is going to help you work through any of those negative feelings that you or your partner might have. But once your partner is relaxed and ready for a little bit more, you can ease your finger a little bit further in. Again, giving your partner a chance to get used to that new sensation If you've both decided to go further, experiment to see what your partner likes. Explore the rectal walls with some gentle circular motion, or maybe give your finger just a little wiggle. Try sliding your finger in and out, playing with the speeds and the temperatures just to find out what your partner likes. The first fingering is always going to be uncharted territory for both partners. And feedback is all you have to go on. If something feels good, then speak up. If you want something deeper or faster, then don't be afraid to ask. And if at any point something feels uncomfortable or painful, or if your partner simply wants you to remove your finger, do so slowly and carefully. Now once you've mastered one finger, you may want to try two or maybe more. One technique is to cross your gloved index and middle finger into a mega finger. Make sure that your mega finger is properly lubricated too. Use the same method as with your one finger, Go slow, check in often with your partner. Again, let the catcher be the one that calls the pitches. I know, for the non-sports fans in the house, the person receiving the fingering gets to say what does and does not happen, but you should be really impressed because I'm so not a sports person. So the sports metaphor, rock on. Where there is desire and arousal, the sphincter muscles will relax and slowly allow for penetration on their own. No force is needed. This is why you never, ever rush anal play, even if you or your partner is really excited about it. For many people, insertion is a huge deal. So wait until the ass invites you in. Don't push into the anus, but allow your partner to slowly accept your finger, the toy, or even your cock. Go slow, and I promise the reward is great. Remember, anal play isn't all about a penis in your ass. It's far more comfortable and easy for beginners to find pleasure with fingers, a little massage, maybe an anal toy, and even a butt plug. And don't mistake, anal play is for both men and women. Many men, straight, bi, and gay, all enjoy a good anal or prostate stimulation. In a man just beyond the surface, about two inches inside the anal opening, is the prostate gland, which is very sensitive and can enhance the male orgasm. It's located towards the front, towards the belly button, and feels a little bit like a small mound or dome about the size of a walnut. The prostate can be stimulated by direct, gentle brochure in a back and forth or rubbing motion by tapping with the finger or by gently squeezing or stroking both sides of the prostate and by stroking in a rhythmic motion by pulling the finger back towards yourself the same motion you would make if you were saying come here the same movement that would be used to stimulate the female g-spot but you need to ask your partner what feels best for him and proceed from there, because every man is different. Prostate stimulation can accompany oral or hand stimulation of the penis. You can also press your thumb firmly against the taint, that area between the scrotum and the anus, to add extra stimulation to the prostate from another angle. Once penetration has occurred and you are sure that your partner is comfortable and feeling pleasure, you can ask them if they want more fullness. Go slow. Introduce another finger or maybe a small toy with a flared base or even specialized toys for prostate stimulation. You should be able to feel the muscles relax and accept the penetration. All right. Our last contestant is the giver. That's right, we're gonna address the person performing the anal play. Above and beyond communication and foreplay, there are some very specific things that I wanna share with those givers out there. The first is, when engaging in anal play, you should always, always err on the shallow side. The nerve endings you're trying to stimulate are in the anus Hence the moniker, rimming. And not all the way up in there, which is generally the painful part. And also the part that makes you feel like you need to take a huge dump. Imagine it like a basketball hoop. And that ball should just be rolling around the rim of the basket. Not actually making the basket. Does that help? I know nothing of basketball. The sports metaphors are awesome today, aren't they? The second thing I want to address is there should never, ever be rapid-fire movement. Vigorous jamming of fingers or toys or penises. Look, I know it happens in porn, but we're not talking about porn here. Take your time. I promise you there is no prize for speed. Third, anal play always feels best when there's some kind of additional stimulation going on. Vaginal, clitoral, nipple-centric, and for guys on the receiving end, ask him if his cock wants a little attention. But ask. Some men don't like to have their cock stimulated at the same time as the prostate. Although lots of men are more willing to experiment during oral sex, but above all, ask. Number four, remember, go slow, don't rush, and make sure you check in with your partner often. Talk to your partner. There is nothing sexier in the world than communication. Five, do not push or force. Whether that's through persuasion or from actual physical force, do not do it. The anal tissue is incredibly delicate, and an injury can take an extended period of time to heal. Not to mention, turn your partner away from any future anal play. So, always respect boundaries, and let the receiver set the pace. Whew. Now, that's a lot to take in. You know me and those puns. So how about we take a little break, visit with our sponsors, and meet me back here and we'll talk about anal toys. I'm Naughty Nicole and you're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to Big Trouble in Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back, my Renegade Nation heathens. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Big Trouble and Little Vagina on Renegade Talk Radio. I am your hostess, Naughty Nicole Delacroix. Today's topic has been anal play. Now, normally, I would use this last little bit to give a few tips and some important thoughts, but with this particular topic, since there's so much fear and negative thoughts that come along with it, I wanted to use this time to talk about how to select the right kind of anal toy for the proper type of stimulation. So, we're going to talk about how to choose the right toy for the job. But before we can talk about the right kind of toy, we do need to cover some of the particular attributes that you need to think about when purchasing anal toys. And these are very important because they're specific to anal play. The first, and I'm sure you've already guessed it, most important is safety. Safety first in everything you do. For an anal toy to be safe, it must have something that keeps it from entering completely into the rectum. Plugs should always have a flared base. Beads should be on a strong cord with a durable handle. Toys with sharp ridges should not be used under any circumstances. Any rough seams should be all filed down. A good anal sex toy will have something to hold on to or a flared base that won't be sucked up into a happy tushy. The next important attribute is clean. Cleanliness. Toys that are made out of non-porous materials like silicon, plastic, glass, or even metal are all better for anal play. These toys don't hold on to the bacteria which will dis- which will decrease any chance of infection. To keep toys extra clean, you can also use condoms on them. Also, don't hesitate to invest in specialized toy cleaning solutions. Just make sure that it's compatible with your toy. Also, Partners with latex or silicon sensitivities need to take special precaution, so make sure you ask if your partner is sensitive before purchasing any toys. It's not like you can return them. Seriously. I've tried. You can't. All right. Pull versus electric cords. And I know this is going to sound a little weird. Pull cords are strong strings specifically designed for pulling toys out of the body. Similar to anal beads. Electric cords are covered wires that carry electricity from a power source to a toy. Something like a bullet vibe. Electric cords should never be used as a pull cord. Mostly because they can come out of the toy. And if this happens, the toy is lost wherever it has been inserted and delicate tissues become exposed to live wires. I'm not going to even start on the embarrassing visit to the emergency room. I'm just going to drop the mic right there. All right now that we know what we need to keep in mind when we're selecting our toys, let's talk about the many many different types of toys. Anal toys have three main purposes. They enhance orgasm, they provide a sensation of fullness, or they can stimulate the G-spot or prostate gland through, through the anal cavities. So the first toy we're going to talk about is probably the most popular anal toy there is, anal beads. Anal beads are a string of beads that graduate in size and are pulled out when you're close to orgasm. They stimulate the anal opening as it opens and closes around each bead. This feeling can induce orgasm, or the removal of the beads during orgasm can make that orgasm even better. Hence, unicorn orgasm! Our next toy is probably number two when it comes to anal toys. And I know, that was a pun. (sighs) We're talking butt plugs. But plugs are meant to stay put, thanks to the anal muscles gripping the neck of the toy. These toys create a sensation of fullness without having to move it back and forth. They have a small, narrow neck that expands to a flared base. During orgasm, anal muscles contract along with the muscles of the vagina or penis. Therefore, plugs intensify the pleasure. Since the wall between the vagina and rectum is thin, many women enjoy t- using sex Okay, I'm having problems talking. Sorry. Many women enjoy using butt plugs during sex. Butt plugs range in size and they can start from the size of a pinky finger to the size of a fist and are usually available in silicon, glass, and metal. Make sure if you're a beginner, start small. I'm not going to even say that again. Okay. Now, one of my favorite is a little combo called the beaded plug. That's right. They take the same thing as a butt plug and an anal bead and smoosh it together. Some plugs are designed to give that sensation of fullness you get from the plug, but are also shaped to offer the orgasm enhancement properties of anal beads. So don't forget to look at those. Now, specifically for the men, there are prostate massagers and prostate stimulators. These are specifically designed to massage the prostate, and some even vibrate for an added sensation. Now, we're going to talk about a toy that I'm thinking every woman has at least one of, or has owned one of, But, we're talking about the dildo. That's right. Dildos can be used as anal toys. Those are meant to move back and forth to achieve orgasm, but they are not hands-free. Dildos can be used with a hand or a harness. Remember, if using a harness, make sure it's at least six inches long and has a flared base so that it stays put in the harness ring. Dildos are available in a wide variety of sizes, materials, textures, and even colors. Smoother dildos are best for anal play, and for beginners, silicon dildos are recommended since they are more flexible. Now that we've mentioned dildos, there's one last act that I want to touch before we wrap this all up for you, and that's pegging. Assuming your man is enjoying anal play and he wants to go further. Remember, catcher always sets the pace. What is the hell? What the hell is with the sports metaphors today? I don't know where they're coming from. Sorry. All right, so if your man decides he likes it and he wants to keep going, here's a few tips about pegging. You can use a small toy or dildo, whichever you happen to have. Nothing larger in diameter than one and a quarter inch. Smaller is always better. Remember, always err on the shallow side. Make sure that the toy you want to use is anal safe with a flared base and definitely non-toxic. Hold it in your hand because it's way too soon for a harness. Seriously, way too soon. Make sure that you lube, lube, lube. And when you think you've lubed enough, you want to reapply some lube. I promise. Do this often with, your f- with fingers and toys. Whenever you think you need it, anal penetration feels so much better when you're really lubed up. Promise. When you penetrate his anus with the toy, once again, you need to go very, very slowly. Initial pe- penetration technique is important, so listen up push until you feel resistance or he asks you to wait and stop don't back off don't push forward just stay there think of you know mother may i just freeze seriously don't move it's important Because when his sphincter opens up, if you're still pushing forward, you can suddenly push it all the way abruptly inside of him. And I promise you, it will not be a pretty reaction. Perhaps you've had this happen. If you feel him pushing back to meet you, then you know it's okay for you to move forward. Once in, hold it there for just a little bit. 30 to 45 seconds. Let him get used to the feel of it. Before you do anything, let him feel the sensation. Then you can begin to stroke in and out very slowly. You want to talk to him. You want to ask him if he feels okay. Do you like me fucking your ass? Do you want more? Remember, you want to keep it sexy and not clinical. Because, remember, you're kind of fucking his ass. Make sure you remember and know where the prostate is. Experiment with changing the angle of the toy to see if it's going to feel better in different positions. This is what men who are good lovers do when they're fucking you. They make sure they try different things so they find exactly what works for you. Last but not least, when it comes to pegging, do not worry if he is not hard. If you're concerned whether he's having a good time or not, you need to ask. Some men actually do go soft when you're fucking their ass. Just saying. Most important, an orgasm is not necessary. Just go with whatever feels right for him. Some men don't get hard. Some men don't orgasm when something is in their ass. Some men get rock hard the moment anything gets in their ass. Don't make orgasm the goal. Remember, orgasm is never a goal. It's always about the sensation. Make sure it's about the pleasure of exploration, the fun of trying something new, and those amazing sensations that you get when you find things along the way. Now, this is for the ladies. If you strap on, ladies, that learning curve is steep because, well, you weren't born with a cock. You don't know how to move, you don't know how to balance, you don't know how to make it do what you want it to do. It takes practice. So if you take the time to explore your man's ass in the manner I've just described, then you'll already have a sense of what you wanna duplicate when you strap on because you figured out what he likes with your fingers and by holding that dildo in your hand. That's why the steps are so important for pegging newbies. All right, I know we've had a lot of fun today. And as we wrap up, I just want to reiterate a few important points when it comes to ass play. And the term anal play Does include any sexual activity that involves the anal area, from rubbing the anus with a finger to using toys to full penetrative anal sex. There are many myths and rumors floating around about what anal play is. But here's a few important facts to remember. First and foremost, this is for the men anal sex does not make you gay. It doesn't make straight men gay. Sorry. Sexual orientation, once again, is about who you do the act with, not what kind of act you do. Many, many men enjoy the insertion of a vibrator or dildo beyond that anal opening and into the short anal cavity into the larger rectum. Most men get amazing pleasure from anal anal play. Enjoying it does not mean that you're a latent homosexual, so stop with the homophobia. Seriously, the gay guys know what they're talking about, so shut up. Next, anal sex feels good for both the receiver as well as the giver. The anus is full of nerve endings. The anal cavity also gives indirect access to that prostate gland in men or the G-spot for women. It is just as common for the receiver of anal sex to add to orgasm as the giver, so stop being scared. Another important point, anal sex is not demeaning. Now, this one comes from the idea that anal sex has to be a man bent over a woman on her hands and knees, her enduring the pain for his pleasure. Not only is anal sex not painful, it's actually quite pleasurable. But there are plenty of positions for anal, including the most intimate missionary position. So get over it. It's not demeaning. Most important, anal sex is not dirty. Many people get this extreme pleasure out of anal sex because of it being socially taboo, and that's fine. But it's been long practiced in many cultures both for pleasure and as a form of birth control. It is not taboo. Now, the most important thing about anal sex that I'm going to leave you with is anal sex should not hurt. If either partner is experiencing pain during during anal play, then you're going about it in an unsafe way, and you probably need to listen to this again. So how do we have great anal sex? Well... First off, genuinely want it. It's your body, your rules, period, end of story, drop the mic. Next, relax. Go slow. Start small. Communicate with your partner. Maybe use in the, a lot of a thick anal lubricant, because seriously, it will feel good. You just need a lot of lube. Listen to your body. Body listen to your partner. Never ever go from anal play to vaginal or oral play without changing condoms or washing up thoroughly. And always wear a condom. The anal cavity tears easily and it is the highest risk of STIs, so make sure you're always using a condom, even for a monogamous partner. Owen, oh, go to the bathroom a few hours beforehand. I know, that one was kind of a given, but, you know, I wanted to make sure I said it at least once. I know I've given you a lot to think about today, and I hope you enjoyed today's ride. Maybe you learned a little something, or you just liked the ride. And, if you did, don't hesitate to let me know in the comments section, or send me an email. Or, you can find me at my website, www.nicole-delacroix.com, or reach out to me on Twitter. I love it when people talk to me on Twitter, at at Nicole Delacroix. Now, if you like what you hear, then make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sexual Confessional, Confidential Admissions from Social Media, available from Amazon.com and many other major online booksellers. Well, that is the butt end of our joke today. And we have no more time. I want to thank you for joining me for Big Trouble in Little Vagina here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to join me next time as we get naughty with Uh Uh-oh, I'm not telling you what we're doing next week. You'll just have to meet me here. Until next time, my darlings, remember, anal sex is like spinach. If you're forced to have it, you just won't enjoy it. See you next time, my little heathens.